Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that doesn't need three spoonfuls of sriracha jam to delight your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is a 21-grain salute to the end of boring bread, a brand on a mission to make the most out of every loaf, to rid the world of GMOs and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. But Dave's Killer Bread has done more than raise the bar on bread. In fact, Dave's Killer Bread was built on the belief that second chances can change lives. When its founder, Dave, the guy with the guitar you see on every loaf, returned to the family bakery after 15 years in prison. Dave took that chance and ended up creating what would become the country's number one organic bread while never forgetting his not-so-easy path. That's why at Dave's Killer Bread, they proudly practice second-chance employment, hiring the best person for the job, regardless of criminal background. And by the taste of it, things have worked out rather well. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. If you're a Kia K5 GT and Kia Forte GT owner, this is your reminder to breathe. See that sophisticated interior? Enjoy those sensations. And now, imagine how you look from the outside and that speed that only a Kia GT sedan can give you. Sorry, I can't help but get excited. For those lives full of thrilling emotions, the all-powerful, all-fun Kia GT sedans. Kia, movement that inspires. Limited inventory available. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. The Johnson's Wax Program, with a special message about an outstanding new product. It's Johnson's Cream Wax, the fastest wax polish you can buy for your furniture. Johnson's Cream Wax cleans so quickly, dries so quickly, polishes so quickly, that using it is practically as easy as dusting. Even big dining room tabletops will be bright and lustrous almost as fast as I can tell you about it. That's possible because Johnson's Cream Wax not only cleans in a moment, it dries and polishes in a moment. Leaves no wet, sticky, dust-catching oil on the surface of your furniture. So to have furniture that's perfectly cleaned and beautifully polished, and to have it with no more trouble than dusting, get the fastest wax polish you can buy. Johnson's Cream Wax. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryant, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. I believe all of you who've been buying Johnson's glow coat will be pleased to hear that more people buy glow coat than any other self-polishing floor wax. S.C. Johnson & Son, the makers of Glow Coat, are especially happy to be able to make this announcement because now Glow Coat has been improved even further. There's a new glow in Glow Coat that gives your kitchen linoleum a glistening finish far brighter than before. Be sure to ask for genuine Johnson's Glow Coat. Comes in the same familiar yellow container with the bright red band. But the Glow Coat in that container has a new glow that shines more brightly, far more brightly. burning furnace can make a house mighty comfortable these brisk winter days, if you have oil for it, of course, like the people at 79 Wistful Vista just ran out of, because the man of the house forgot to order any. <laughs> Here's the house now with a cold furnace, a fire in the fireplace, and Fibber McGee and Molly.
So I told the guy, we've got to have some fuel oil right now, see? And he says, well, why didn't I order it sooner? I says, I didn't need it sooner, wise guy. And then he said something I didn't like, and I hung up. What did he say? Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know how you manage it, dearie, but you can rub more people the wrong way than a cross-eyed masseur. <laughs> well, I just... Here, let me throw another log in the fireplace. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Isn't that pretty, McGee? I love to watch an open fire, although Frank... Sure, it's great. It'll keep you nice and warm all day, if you happen to be an andiron. <laughs> Our trouble is we happen to be people. Yes, cold people. <laughs> I never realized how much heat the fireplace throws up the chimney. <laughs> said it. Get six feet away from this mantle and it's colder than a wet overshoe. I've got the oven turned on in the kitchen and the oven door open, but it doesn't reach out here, and there's a terrible draft coming under the front door, McGee. Yeah, That's what's making this room so cold, you know it. My feet are freezing, and I know why. It's that weather stripping I bought for the front door that makes that draft under there. What? How on earth can the weather stripping make it drafty? By being down in the basement where I left it when I bought it. <laughs> Summer before last. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, then he used to put it on the door then. You don't need weather stripping in the summer, naturally. It's too hot. I see. It's always too cold in the winter to take the door off the hinges to put the weather stripping on it. <laughs> kind of a vicious cycle. My. We'd better roll a rug against the door or something, McGee. It's bad enough with the furnace turned, but that wind through here, too, we'll catch our death of cold. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. Much as I hate to, I'd better weather strip that front door right now. I'll go get my tools and my mitt. Oh, yeah, it's too cold for that, McGee. Just roll a rug again. No use going halfway, kiddo. I'll yank that door off, nail the weather stripping on it, and have it back up there nice and tight before you can say, come in. Oh, it's Mayor Latrivia, McGee. Come in, Mr. Mayor. Hi, Latrivia. Hello, Mrs. McGee. McGee. It's mighty cold outside. Mighty cold inside, too. Yes, it is. Our furnace is out of oil, Mr. Mayor. Here, sit over here by the fireplace. Uh, it wouldn't be so cold in here if it wasn't for a big draft under the front door, Latrev, but I'm going to fix that. <laughs> I'm going to take the door off. You're going to take the door off to keep the wind from blowing under it? Yep. Isn't that a little like swimming to Europe for fear you might fall off the boat? <laughs> well, he's just taking the door down to weather strip it, Mr. Mayor. Certainly. Oh. Well, as I was saying to Miss Tremaine just the other day... Oh, Fifi Tremaine. We haven't seen her in weeks, Mr. Mayor. How are you two getting along, anyhow? Yeah, how's that three-cornered romance between you and Fifi and Doc Gamble coming along, Drift? Is it true that Doc's Christmas present to you was a new set of strings for your violin? I don't play the violin. That's odd. Doc Gamble claims that you're playing second fiddle with Fifi. <laughs> second fiddle with Fifi. Don't you play any musical instrument, Mr. Mayor? No, not really. Though I dabble a bit with the sweet potato. It's not very good manners, Latrip. <laughs> Eat them or leave them alone, I always say. But don't dabble with them. I didn't mean I like dabbling. them too, but they're so terribly fat. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. In fact, I think I'll give them up and start playing the violin. Uh, uh, where were we? We were talking about Fifi Tremaine. Oh, oh yes, yes. I, uh, I had a date with Miss Tremaine last night. On the way home, my right front tire blew out and we skidded into a ditch. Heavenly day. Nobody hurt, I hope. Oh, no, no. 
But we did have to spend almost two hours marooned on a dark road 13 miles from town. How awful. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) (laughs) But I have to see as much of her as possible these days. She may take the lead in a new play, title role, in fact. What play, Latrev? Joan of Little Rock Ark. (laughs) Fifi is a splendid actress, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I must be getting back to the city hall. I'm freezing to death here, and I have a rather serious problem waiting for me down there. We've discovered that the city treasurer has been playing the races with public funds. Oh, no. How much has he lost? Lost? He hasn't lost anything. Huh? In fact, if he wins again today, we'll be able to build a wing on the city hall. (laughs) The whole city council was up all night with the racing call. (laughs) Well, good day. Go on, Wind is cold, McGee. Let's stuff some towels under that crack in the door and let it go. No use putting that weather strip job off any longer, Molly. You know me. I like to do things right now. I'll get my tools, yank that door down, and nail that weather strip. Okay, dearie. Ah, there goes a good kid. (laughs) But stubborn as a mule, and just as handy with tools. (laughs) Well, there's only one thing to do about it, and I know what. Hello, operator. Give me the Ritz Vista Hotel. Yes, the Ritz Vista at the corner of 14. Billy Mills, the orchestra, and Pancho Lagusta. She died of sheer confusion when I laid bigger eggs than she. Oh, the monkey and the coconuts. How's the weather stripping coming, dearie? You going to finish that front door this winter? 
Not that I want to hurry a craftsman like you, but my elbows are turning blue. <laughs> Don't you worry your golden little noggin about that passion flower. When I get this door put onto its hinges, it'll be snug as a skunk coat on a skunk. Well, get on with it, sweetheart. Those blankets over the front door aren't exactly airtight, you know. Look at them billow. Yeah, I better get with it, I guess, before my hands freeze up. I got less circulation right now than the Wall Street Journal in Stalingrad. <laughs> Come in. Just push the blanket aside. Okay, daughter, I'll just... Well, hello there, Johnny. Who's doing all the woodwork? Ain't seen so many shavings laying around since Grandpa had to whittle his wooden leg down to fit some Christmas socks. <laughs> Front door needed weather stripping, old-timer. There was a draft howling through here that would have blew the back teeth off a bandsaw. Tis kind of breezy in here, Johnny. Yeah. Minds me of the time I took my dog sled and marched across Alaska with a load of popcorn. Popcorn? Who in Alaska wanted popcorn that bad? Fellow that run a movie theater in Skagway, Johnny. Uh-huh. Had him a double bill that week that emptied the seats like the smell of smoke. But so long as he had plenty of popcorn, the Eskimos would buy tickets. Had a sign in the lobby. Hot blubbered popcorn. Then <laughs> <laughs> when the popcorn was gone, there they were, still holding the bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, sir, I started out with 14 Malamutes. Them's Eskimo dogs, Johnny. What'd you think I thought they were? Derby hats for sour trumpets? But it was so cold, uh, pardon me, but it was so cold, <laughs> them Eskimo dogs, they just give up. They did? They laid down, curled their tails over their noses, and quit. I whooped them and I cussed them, but twas no use. And me, 147 miles from Skagway, at 46 below zero. Hmm. I know how cold that can be, too. I went to a ladies' club luncheon once, and three of us were wearing the same model hat. We had to knock the frost off the tea bags. <laughs> That's a very interesting yarn, old-timer. Well, back to work, folks. Hey, uh, wait a minute, Johnny. Yeah. Ain't you interested to know how I got out of that desperate situation? You mean we have to stand here shivering while you go that 147 miles to Skagway? Well, make it snappy, old-timer. I got to finish this door. Okay. Well, sir, I couldn't get them huskies to move, so I went to the woods and trapped me a rabbit. Yeah. Then I trapped me a weasel and a wolverine and a timber wolf and a catamount. catamount. Hitched them up in a straight line, grabbed the sled, and just hung on. Mm. The weasel chased the rabbit, the wolverine chased the weevil, weasel, the wolf chased the wolverine, the catamount chased the wolf. Yeah. Made Skagway in two hours and seven minutes and sold the pelts of them five brutes for enough to pay my hospital bill. <laughs> hospital bill? Frostbite? Nope. Traveled so fast, my snowshoes caught on fire and burnt my feet. <laughs> well, get with it, Johnny. So long, daughter. Goodbye. I'll be glad when we get this door hung up again so we'll know when people go out. <laughs> How can you slam a blanket? Haven't you got about enough trimmed off the door by this time? I've dumped five loads of shavings in the fireplace. Don't you worry. There'll be more, kiddo. This door's got to fit perfect, and I can tell by looking at it, I ain't got enough off yet. <laughs> McGee, you'll have to pin that blanket a little more tightly over that door. Oh, never mind. It's just Mr. Wilcox coming in. Oh, oh, hi, Junior. Hi, pal. Hello, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Sit down and split a chill blade with it. Ah, oh, it is a little frigid in here, now that you speak of it. 
Didn't you pick kind of a silly day to take the door off, Pappy? What's silly about it? Does an icy wind come blooping through here on nice sunny days? What's there to fix on a day like that? Use your head, Junior. Well, if I'd known what you were doing, pal, I'd have brought my wife over. She's pretty handy with a hammer and a saw. Loves carpentry. You ought to see the necktie rack she made me for Christmas. Pretty, is it? No, it isn't very pretty exactly, but you ought to see it hold a necktie. How does she get time for that stuff, Junior? Woodworking is a full-time hobby. Oh, she has plenty of time. Got the housework pretty well simplified, you know. Oh. Me and my big, fat oral cavity. Yeah, I think I got the conversation all safely tied up, and then I give him an opening he could walk through with a raised umbrella. Well, go ahead, Junior. Pour it out. Spread it around. Let it dry. <laughs> What are you two talking about? I was telling you about my wife's hobby, woodwork. Today she started to make a Yes, bookcase. Mr. Wilcox, we know. And then McGee said something about how does she get the time, and you said she has her housework pretty well simplified. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do we mean? We mean Johnson self-polishing glow coat. That's what we mean. Yeah, but I didn't And say we know what about... simplifying housework means, too, Mr. Wilcox. Sure. You might as well come right out and say it. That glow coat on the kitchen linoleum saves ours a housework and gives more leisure time for making necktie racks and stuff. Because it's so easy to apply and requires no rubbing and no buffing. Come on, tell us. Oh, now, look. (laughs) And, Mr. Wilcox, don't forget that the new glow coat has a new glow, too. Don't forget that. The same familiar container on the outside with the added glow on the inside. Keep your linoleum and your wife both looking young with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. He's being stubborn. He ain't going to tell us. Well, I guess we can't force him to sell the product if he isn't in the mood. Uh, tell us about what your wife is making in woodwork now, Mr. Wilcox. Hey, Oh, I was shivering so hard I didn't hear what you were talking about. Your wife. What's she making now out of wood? A fire, and I'm going home and sit by it. So long now. <laughs> Sweetheart, please get busy and hang that door up again. My feet are so numb right now, they feel I've been standing in a bear trap since September. Now, just be patient, baby. Little Fiver's back on the job with a heart full of song and a mouth full of nails. Oh, the monkey in the coat. Hey, stop that infernal noise, will you? Hey, you're getting hoarse, Molly. You better... No, that wasn't me, dear. That was Dr. Gamble. Oh, him. Come in, doctor. Just push the blanket aside. Thank you, my dear. And what, may I ask, goes on or comes off here? The door, Doc. I'm shaving off the bottom of it so I can put on some weather stripping. So you wait till the coldest day we've had this winter to take it off and fix it. Well, that's fairly logical for you, Leatherhead. (laughs) It's the old story of the leaking roof, Doctor. You can't fix it while it's raining, and when it stops raining, it doesn't leak. Nah, don't explain it to him, Snooky. Don't even talk to him. Maybe he'll go away. Maybe he's just a nightmare from them pickles and ice cream I ate last night. Now, McGee, don't talk like that. Let him go, let him go, my dear. I like to watch his jaws flap. (laughs) You know, it's always fascinating to see how nature makes up for a nugget-sized brain with a bucket-sized mouth. I tell you what I heard about Doc at the Elks Club last night, Molly? No, but I don't think... Oh, go ahead and tell her, fracture coaxer, whatever it was. I'm not the least bit interested. Okay. They tell me Doc let his secretary go yesterday, Molly. His secretary? Why? He had to let her go. She threatened to scream if he didn't. (laughs) 
That is a deliberate falsehood. Why, <laughs> sure it is. My secretary is 47 years old. She's been with me since 1925. <laughs> and besides, she's got laryngitis. <laughs> now that I think of it, that makes her a lot better off than you are, Molly. How do you mean, Doctor? Well, she'll get over her affliction in a few days, but you're married to yours. <laughs> Heaven help you. Oh, now, don't talk like that about McGee, Doctor. He's a mighty good husband. You're darn right. Do you know any other woman that's got a man willing to take a front door off on a freezing day and weather strip it just so his wife would be warm and comfortable? Well, I have to admit, you're original, Beetle Brain. Okay, now, get out of the way, will you, Fatso? I got work to do. Yes, I've got to get back to the hospital anyway. I got a couple of cases coming in I want to prepare for. Oh. What kind of cases, Doctor? Frostbite, and I'll see if I can get you a room with twin beds. Good day, my dear. Saskatchewan. What a delight when I think of the night that I met you on in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. What a thrill was a spill down the hill I upset you on in Saskatchewan. This is a breeze, this is a race on the skis, I would bet you on in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I'd walk ahead while you rode on a sled, I would bet you on in Saskatoon. been in the Alps, just like you see in the papers, a risking a couple of scalps, and cutting Canadian capers, it's gonna be nice to get back to the ice of it's catch you on, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, I'll charter a plane or a honeymoon train and I'll get you on, in Saskatchewan, oh, it's ten below, it's ten below, when you're in love, when you're in love, you feel as though it's 98 above and so. Get through with it. You hope it fits. Ha! You're talking to a master carpenter, Tootsie. 
I don't just guess at this stuff. I measured it right to a T, and I marked the door just how much to shave off. Well, good. Only thing is, I can't find the mark. <laughs> Look through those shavings and see if I accidentally... Uh, no, never mind. I... I got a better idea. I'll put the door up and try it again before I nail on the weather stripping. That way I'll be... Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Wimple, McGee. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. For goodness sakes. Termites, Mr. McGee? <laughs> no, Mr. Wimple, he's just fixing the door. Yep, I'm weather stripping it. You're just in time to help me put it back on the hinges, Wimp. Give me a hand, will you? Okay. Will a hand with two wool gloves and an argyle sock on it be all right? <laughs> I thought those were mighty fancy for mittens, Mr. Wimple. Your wife knit them for you? Yes. She promised they'd fit like a glove, and they do, too. <laughs> well, come on. Time's wasting, Wimp. Let's get this door up. All righty. Uh, you lift it up there and hold it, and I'll put the pins back in the hinges. No, no, don't bother. I'll, I'll put the pins in the hinges. That's pretty tricky. You just hold the door up, that's all. I thought so. <laughs> okay, let's go. Grab the door by the edges, boy. That's the way. Now that's... be careful, Mr. Wimple. Yeah, that's mm. it. <laughs> this is heavy. You better help me, Mr. McGee. No, you're okay, boy. You're doing fine. Great. I'll hold it up in front of you. That's it. I haven't had anything this big and heavy in my arms since Sweetie Face proposed to me. Can you see what's in front of you, Mr. Wimple? No. <laughs> and I couldn't then, either. I'll steer you, boy. Bring it this way. That's it. Uh, watch the lamp board. Thank you. This door. Watch out for the footstool, Mr. Wimple. Yeah. Look out. Here, let me help you up, Wimp. My gosh, watch it, will you? I don't want this door all scratched up. Look at the teeth marks you put in it. I have a wonderful idea, Mr. McGee. You hold the door and I'll go home. Yes. Hold the door up yourself, McGee. It's too heavy for Mr. Wimple. Too heavy? Why, Molly, do you mean to insinuate that Wallace Wimple can't handle a door like this? You think he's a sissy? Just look at the muscles under those three sweaters and that overcoat. Wallace Wimple is no weakling. No, he isn't. Good. He's no pigeon eating. <laughs> I'll put the pins in the hinges. <laughs> okay. Now, I'll get it. The door is kind of heavy at that. Hold it higher, dearie. Yeah? That's it, Mr. McGee. Now, uh, more to the right. Is it? That's it. Oh, that's perfect. Ah, the top ten is in. Oh, boy. Was that ever heavy? Ah, that a boy, Wimp. That's got it. Good. Slam it quick and let's see if it keeps some of the wind out. Yeah. Mm. It's just like a Dutch door with the bottom half open. <laughs> How did I ever cut that much of it? I must have made a little mistake somewhere. You're just being modest, dear. Mm. You made a big mistake. <laughs> well, I'm going outside, folks, where it's warmer. <laughs> Don't bother opening the door, Mr. McGee. I'll just bend over and go out under it. <laughs> Gosh, that wind is getting colder every minute. Look at that door, Molly. What did I do? I must have been looking at the wrong mark when I cut it. 
cold. Now, look, sweetheart. Let's face it. Huh? We won't get a carpenter till tomorrow, that's for sure. And where can you get a new door tonight? I, I don't know. Oh, my gosh, kiddo. What'll we do? We can't stay here and freeze. We'll go downtown. Spend the night at a hotel. Yeah, but gee whiz, we'll never get a reservation this late in the day. Oh, yes, we will. At the Ritz Vista. Huh? They have dinner dancing, too. In fact, we already have a reservation. We have? Who made it? I did. When? Five minutes after you said you were going to fix the front door. <laughs> Tighten up your muffler, dear. Your mouth is hanging open. Have you tried the most popular self-polishing floor wax? It's Glow Coat, formulated and manufactured by the makers of Johnson's Wax to make your kitchen linoleum more beautiful. And there's a special reason for trying Johnson's Glow Coat now, because Glow Coat has a new glow, a glow that gives your linoleum a finish that's brighter, far brighter than before. Well, I think you'll agree that a lustrous, gleaming linoleum is worth having, even if it took a little time and trouble to get it. But using Glow Coat is almost unbelievably easy. You just apply it, let it dry, and watch it produce its own sparkling luster without any help from you. Johnson's Glow Coat shines as it dries. There's no buffing or polishing necessary. Tomorrow, ask for Glow Coat. G-L-O-C-O-A-T. Glow Coat, the self-polishing floor wax made by S.C. Johnson & Son. Johnson's Glow Coat still comes in the same familiar yellow container with the bright red band. But the wax in that container has a new glow, which brings new, brighter beauty to your kitchen linoleum. Oh, my, isn't this a pleasant hotel room, McGee? Very cozy. I didn't have enough dough to pay for it when we checked in, and my bank account is all scrambled up as usual. What did you do? I called old man McDonald at the Third National. He's bringing me over a bank draft. What'll he do if we're out to dinner? Stick the draft under the door. <laughs> Ain't life strange? Yes, it is. Good night. Good night, all. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Oh, by the way... You'll be able to hear the new Alan Young show next Tuesday night over most of these stations. Then be back with us again, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.